Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today, what I want to talk about is the dangerous dater. Now, what does that mean? What's a dangerous dater? I'm not talking about somebody that is going to hurt you physically, okay? What I'm talking about is somebody who's after you in a dangerous way financially, okay? And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because the way we have it now, we're in kind of a hookup culture where, you know, sex is so free. Going on a dating app, getting sex, hooking up and everything like that. So, you know, years ago, when people got into relationships, it was for, usually it was for reasons such as, you know, they were looking to settle down, get married. They were looking to have somebody regularly for sex or something along those lines. But since sex is so free and abundant everywhere, today now you have people that are out there looking for a financial opportunity through a relationship, okay? And you got that male or female. It goes both ways. So you have to be really, really up on your game when you meet people and try to evaluate why is this person interested in me and wants a relationship with me? Because it's not about sex, okay? Because they could get that anywhere. You are just one of many. So now what you have out there is you have these predators. These are people that are looking for a free ride. These are people that are looking at you for an opportunity, let's say, to build their business, and they see that you have something going for you. You have something to offer them other than just being a great person or, you know, being attractive or giving them great sex. Because people, you know, when we talk about relationships, people are going to say to themselves, what's my benefit in being with you. Why should I give up my freedom to be with you? Because this is a society of, this is the me society. I'm going to live for me and I'm going to do what benefits me and all of that. So you're going to be out there and you're going to deal with certain people and they're not going to show themselves in the beginning. Okay. They're going to show themselves later on. That's why when you get involved with somebody, for instance, that's looking to scam you or along those lines, you're not going to know this person is a scammer right away if they're good. And there's a lot of people that are good out there that know how to scam. They know how to play you. They may not ask you for a dime for a whole year, you guys. And by that time, you're thinking that this person is all into you and and you're in love with them and everything like that. So classic signs, okay, are obviously the love bombing. Now, there's different degrees of love bombing, and this is what fools people. You know, if you're dealing with somebody who's looking to get with you for some kind of financial reason, maybe you have your own place and they're not on their feet or they're living at their mother's house and they want out. You know, 
certain people are going to come on really strong and you're going to think, you know, oh, this person is fake and everything like that. But certain people know how to love bomb where you sit there and you question yourself and you're saying to yourself, well, wow, you know, this person walked in my life and everything like that. But it seems too good to be true. Okay. It seems to be good to be true. So what you have to do is you have to really listen to what these people tell you. Okay. What are they specifically saying in their conversation? Because there will always be certain red flags to let you know that this person, you know, they're in it for something else. Okay. They're in it for something else. And some of the things they might do, for instance, is they may ask you a question along the lines of, you know, let's say you have a house. They may ask you in the beginning, do you own or do you rent? Okay. Now, some people may just ask because they're curious, but somebody who is looking for a financial situation, they're looking for a golden egg, is going to try to size up what your financial status is. Okay. So here's my advice to that. Never let anybody know what you have. Okay. Some of the smartest people out there and some of the people that have the most money will never let you know that they even have a dime. Okay. It's like when I lived in the city, certain people in the neighborhood I lived in, you would look at them and you would think, you know, they were just a regular old head from the neighborhood. And meanwhile, we used to call them the shoebox crew because they had so much money, all right? And the thing is, you don't, when you're dating, you don't want to let somebody know what you have financially. Some people like to brag and talk about like, oh, you know, I got this fancy car and, you know, uh, oh, I have a uh, uh, you know, $100,000 IRA or all this other stuff. Never let anybody know what your finances are until you can trust this person because then you're not going to know if this person is with you for you or for some benefit that they think they're going to gain financially from being with you. Now, how do you know you're dealing with a dangerous dater? Okay. And let me just clarify also what dangerous means. Dangerous means that they're out to, you know, they want something, you're offering some benefit to them financially. Okay. And the reason that these people are so dangerous, I, I need to clarify this. The reason these people are so dangerous is because. These people are the type of people that once they get with you, once they get with you, they're going to manipulate you and try to, you know, get a piece of your pie. They're going to try to, you know, maybe they're going to try to influence you to have joint bank accounts. Maybe they're going to, you know, manipulate you and, you know, play on your emotions so that you give them money. Maybe they're going to manipulate you so that they can move into your crib or your house or, or something along those lines. So you got to be really careful when you're dealing with people to see who this person is. And, and the way you're going to know, the way you're going to know is you got to look at their situation. All right. You got to look at their situation and you got to say, where are they in life? How are they living? 
are they financially independent or are they living with a family member or living with a friend or they're not on their own, okay? What are their aspirations and dreams? Do they have aspirations of, let's say, having a business and they feel like they're getting with you because they're looking at you as you're going to be an investor in their business. So what they do is they talk to you about, you know, oh, you know, we need to build together and, you know, let's build a business. Let's build a business. Meanwhile, you're the one with the finances and this person has nothing to build with. This is why I tell you, when you get involved with people, It's always best to be with somebody who is on your financial level or higher, okay? There are rare instances where you get together with somebody and let's say they're not where you are financially for some reason, but you have to look at this person's track record. What what has this person shown for themselves during their life? Are they solid in their work pattern, okay? What does their resume say as far as their work history? Because that is going to tell you everything as to whether this person is somebody who um, you can build with or is this person somebody who's in and out of jobs. If you're dealing with somebody who's in and out of jobs and now they're getting with you, okay, you're going to end up in a relationship with them. And let's say you end up moving in with this person and they may be great in the beginning. They'll be working and contributing, whether you're living together. Um, But then what's going to happen is because they have a pattern of not being able to hold on to a job or maybe they don't, they're the kind that quit because they don't like that their boss mouthed off to them. Then what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up having to pull up the slack and dealing with something like that. So you want to make sure that this person is solid financially, okay? Now, the other thing that you have to worry about when you're dealing with the dangerous dater is if you bring this person into your home a lot, okay? This is why I tell you, you got to keep these people away from your place. You don't know who these people are in the beginning. I've had friends that have been robbed, okay? They've been robbed by people they've dated. They've had missing jewelry. They've had, you know, other things that were missing in, in their place. So, You've got to be careful because you may go to the bathroom and this person could be going through your jewelry box or something like that and rob you. Never bring anybody into your home, you guys, besides the fact of other safety issues. Until you know this person, you know, a few months at least. And if you have children, you don't bring them in your, into your home at all. For at least, at least, you guys, six months to a year, you don't bring them around your home, you guys. So the reason that I'm bringing all this up is because of this. Today, you got to be super careful because you have the opportunists out there, the dangerous daters that want to use you for financial benefits. And this could even be as far as trying to marry you. Let's say that you have certain assets. 
you have a home, you have money in the bank, you own properties, or you're doing really well. This person is going to, you know, they're going to make you feel wonderful. They're going to be accommodating. They may be nice to your kids and prey upon your kids and try to butter up your kids to get with you. Now, this happens a lot with people that are older, okay, that have already established themselves in life. It might be the single mother or the single father. It could go that uh, that way. And now, you know, you're older in life, you you have your kids, but now you you own assets. So now you're out there and you're dating this person and this person sees a nice house, a nice car, money in the bank, 401ks and everything else. And they're saying, hmm, this is a nice setup for me. Okay. I don't want to just go out there and date and, and, you know, just date anybody. I want a situation where I can just move in and I can reap all the benefits of this person. Okay. And you got to worry about that because once they get with you, And once you nail it down, let's say, for instance, you marry this person, and if you don't have a prenup, you're a real sucker, all right? Because if you have more than the other person, if you have more financial assets than the other person, you need to have some kind of prenuptial agreement. And if that person won't marry you because of that, then that person isn't in it for the right reasons, all right? So that is a huge red flag. They may say, well, you know, we're one and everything like that. And if you need to fight, no, this is business, okay? These these are my assets before you came in. You're not the one that worked. That's not your blood, sweat, and tears. That's my blood, sweat, and tears. So whatever we bring into the marriage that's mine. And then whatever you have, that's yours. And whatever we build together, that's separate into something else. Okay. That's how you have to operate with that. Don't ever be a sucker and and get with somebody who's got less than you and you don't get a prenup agreement. Okay. That's, that's a recipe for disaster, you guys, especially in today's world where a lot of people don't stick it out when it comes to marriage. Now, the reason that I'm bringing up the danger state of you guys is this. You know, when you start dating, this this happened a couple of times that I saw it out there. You could be dating somebody and maybe this person is like a player or something along those lines. And, you know, it didn't work out between you and them because they were juggling other people and you saw they were playing game and everything like that. Well, you know what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens with these people. They run their gamut. In other words, what they do is they start dating you and then it doesn't work out because they start playing games and maybe you back off from them and they're still out there and they're juggling other people and they're dating other people, right? And guess what happens after a while? It could be a year, could be a couple years later. You know what happens? These people come back and especially especially if you've got something going for you. In other words, you know, you have money. You don't have to be rich, but you you have to be in a situation that's better than where they're at. And they come back to you and they try to give you, you know, the sugar because now they went out there, they played around and they said to themselves, "Uh, you know, 
I I don't want one bitch after another. Uh, what does she have to offer? What does she have to offer me? Hmm. She owns a house. Wow. You know, maybe that would be a nice situation for me where I can get myself into that house and be living in that house. She lives in a nice neighborhood. You know, she's settled and everything like that. And and then what they're going to do is they're going to try to come into your world and try to get with you to reap the benefits of being with you. In other words, maybe they want to live with you because you have a nice place or maybe they feel that, you know, they could get you to pay for things or something along that lines. And you're thinking like, oh, you know, they came back to me because they really, really liked me and everything like that. No, if they really, really liked you, they would have never left you in the beginning. Remember that. Somebody who's really, really into you and likes you is not going to walk away from you. So these people that are coming back into your life, they're coming back usually because they see some other benefit out of you, okay? Or they're coming back because they're having no luck out there and they may be coming back just to get more sex off you or something like that. But the dangerous dater is coming back because he's saying to himself or she's saying to himself, let me get back with them because they got something going for them. They're not like these other losers that I'm sleeping around with. They got something going for them and they get tired of playing around out there and they get to a point where they say to themselves, you know what? I want a chick or it could go the other way. I want a chick that's got something else to offer me. All right. You do not want somebody who's with you because you could offer them a financial benefit because once they get with you and they get that financial benefit and they have milked it dry, guess what's going to happen? They're going to be off on their way. They're going to be off on their way. Like I'll give you guys an example, right? I've dated guys, all right, that were from the city that lived in a city environment, and I was in the suburbs. They were big-time players and everything like that, and it didn't work out, and, you know, we stopped talking. And then these people used to hit me up and come back into my life and be like, oh, how you been, this and that. You know, I'd really like to come stay with you for a few days. You know, I want to get out of the city. I'd love to, we could spend some time together and this and that. And you know why they did that? It wasn't because they wanted to get back with me. It's because they wanted a little vacation for themselves and come to my place and hang out in my place and get away from the city and have a little pseudo mini vacation because they were tired of their environment of where they were and they looked at how you're living and where you are and they wanted to like, you know, hang their hat there and enjoy the benefits, not even the benefits of you, but the benefits of your place, okay? Maybe they saw that, you know, you have property or something along that, and there's somebody who's from the city, and, you know, they're sick of being in the city, and they're sick of being cramped in an apartment, and they want to come out to you because you have a nice house, and they they see themselves laying across your couch, and, you know... uh sipping a drink and being able to spread out in your place and you're thinking oh they miss me and everything like that no what they want is the benefit of your crib you guys 
They want the benefit of coming to see you, or it could be a mini vacation for you. And this could happen too. If you're, you know, you're dating somebody and they don't live around you and they want to come see you. And it's not so much to see you. It's for the benefit of a vacation. I'll give you another example. I've had dudes hit me up. All right. On social media, on my Facebook. And they'd say, guess what? I'm coming to New York. I really want to see you and this and that. And it's like they think because they inbox you and like, oh, they're going to be in New York. Oh, they're going to be in New York that, you know, they're going to just come to your crib. No, you're not coming to my crib. And who cares that you're coming to New York? Why should I have you over where I live or be dating you when you haven't been consistent with me? This might be somebody that I'm going to give you an example that you have on your Facebook that maybe you've had like one or two conversations with here or there in the last year, but they're on, they're on your friends list on Facebook. And all of a sudden they inbox you and they tell you something like, Hey, beautiful, guess what? I'm coming to New York. All right. (laughs) And, and the thing is where they say, you know, uh, Oh, I have the money that, you know, I would love to come see you and everything like that. They look at it like, okay, there's the benefit of coming to see you and maybe trying to get free sex off you, but there's also the benefit of them wanting to see New York. So they're using you to get to the city that they want to come see for a vacation. And what they do is they they love bomb you or whatever and be like, oh, I, I'd really like to see you, you know, uh, you know, I'd, you're so beautiful and I'd love to spend time with you. And then you have to listen, you guys, when they say something to the effect of, oh, and I really want to see the city and everything like that, you know, we could go out and we could, I want you to show me the whole city. Then, you know, then, you know, that this person wants to come see you, not so much for you, but for the benefit of some little mini vacation or whatever. And if you do something like that, okay, they're coming, they're seeing you, and they haven't been consistent with you. Guess what? You're their booty call for New York. And meanwhile, they could be hitting up different women all over the United States or all over the world and, and being like, you know, jumping around, okay? Because men will travel for pussy, okay? <laughs> they will hop on, like me and my girlfriend used to say this all the time, they will hop on planes, trains, and automobiles for it, okay? And some guys like to travel. So they will travel to come and see you, not only for the benefit of trying to get sex off you and having a good time, but also the benefit of being in your city. They got a place to stay stay, and they're able to, you know, jump around the city. So this this is what I mean. You have to watch out. Is this person looking to come to me because they're truly interested in me Or is it for all the benefits that I offer them? My place, my location, am I in a a hot spot, central city that they want to come visit and they think they're going to have a good time because I live in a major, you know, metropolis of a city and they're getting that benefit of it too. So it's like this, you guys. When you start dating somebody and not just the dangerous dater, 
You have to listen. The best thing you can do is listen to exactly what comes out of these people's mouths. It's going to tell you where their head is out at, rather. You know, if they're bringing up money, if they're bringing up, you know, trying to move in with you right away and they don't know you well, red flag, red, the huge red flag, you guys. Are they bringing up where you live? Like, oh, I always wanted to, you know, see that city or blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, uh, I have family there or I have a friend there. You know, I would love to come visit you. And they're looking at you as a, you know, a hopping stone to, you know, be where you're at other than to just see you. Then, you know, then, you know, you're being used for something else. Okay. Now the other thing you have to you have to be aware of and this this is pretty clear is you know if they bring up anything financial anything financial if they start to ask you any kind of financial questions whatsoever if they ask you things to the effect of like uh so you know how much do you pay in rent how much do you how much is your mortgage how do you make it with your bills or anything like that people should not be bringing that stuff up you guys in the beginning they should not be asking you anything financially about yourself so when somebody you're dating starts trying to pick your brain and try to figure out where you're at financially, that is a huge red flag. You should not be telling these people anything about how much you pay rent or, you know, are you are you claiming any kind of government assistance if you're in a case like that or any kind of way of how you live, all right? That should all come later on as you get to know the person. So you have to really, really listen to the conversation that you have with this person and try to evaluate, is this person trying to get to know me or are they trying to get to know what my financial situation is? And you have to ask yourself, what is their financial situation? If their financial situation is hurting and they're asking about my financial situation, that is an another huge, huge red flag. But the biggest thing that will tell you what this person is about is to look at their history. The other thing too is you want to look at their exes. Were they somebody that always moved in with their ex? Okay. They went to their ex's crib and they were living with their ex, but it was always at their ex's place. All right. That's another huge red flag flag. And you, you know, the reason that this is so, I call it the dangerous dater is because, you know, it's one thing to be used for somebody's ego. It's one thing to be used for sex, but when somebody is trying to use you for your assets or your money or something like that, okay, these people could cripple you cripple you if you give them access to you or you give them access to your money or something like that. And not only that, these people, if they're not in it for the right reasons, they could be with you for the financial aspect of it, and they could still be seeing other people on the side, and you would never know it. Why? Because they're not all into you for you. They're into you for the financial benefit. And meanwhile, they have, you know, uh, Sally, Jane, and Linda on the side for, let's say, the sec- the sexual benefit or some other benefit, but you are the financial benefit, okay? So know what somebody's motives are when they start 
getting to know you and date you and all of that, okay? Make sure that this person is solid in what they do for work. Make sure that this person is somebody that you could build with and, you know, notice what kind of conversation they have. If they're always talking about business with you and how they want to do a business and they want you involved in the business, all right, that is a red flag. That is a red flag. If they want to start a business or they're talking about their brand or something like that, good. Do you. Get your business going and everything. Get on your feet. And then once you get on your feet, then we could talk about possibly uh, you know, building together after we're married or something like that. Never mix money before you're married, you guys. And when you get married, you mix money that you have accumulated together, not money that you had prior to meeting them. Okay. That's how you protect yourself. Okay. So the biggest indicator is the conversation that they make with you. And that's with everything. When you're getting to know somebody, the conversation, the, the, the level of conversation somebody has with you is going to tell you everything. Like, for instance, when you're getting to know somebody and they're talking about superficial things, okay? Um, they're talking about COVID or they're talking about the weather or they're talking about just r- regular you know, things that they could talk to with the, you know, the guy down the street, then, you know, this person's not really serious about getting to know me because they're not asking me anything about myself. They're not trying to get to know me. They're not trying to size me up and evaluate whether they want to be in a relationship with me. They're just making conversation. All right. And these people are a waste of your time because they're with you, they're probably with you for some kind of sexual benefit or something along those lines. So listen to the type of conversation they have. Is it financial? Is it sexual? Is it, you know, trying to get to know who you are, asking about your education, where you went to school, you know, uh, your family life or, or something along those lines? Then, you know, you know, they're trying to get to know you. So just be aware of the, um, the dangerous dater who's after you for that financial reason. So I hope that helps you guys. If it did, hit the subscribe button and please share the podcast. Have a great day. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. If you have a dating or relationship question or you need an opinion on something, go to the link in the bio and ask a question and get a personalized video sent back to you. It's in the link tree slash the game exposed. And you could ask a question and get a personalized video confidentially sent to you um, answering your question. Hi, you guys. I just want to make you aware that the Game Exposed podcast now has their merchandise available. You can check out the link in the podcast description. There's hoodies, there's sweatpants, there's t-shirts, there's cool hats. So go check it out. Link is in the podcast description. And follow Yaz on Instagram at dating underscore advice underscore Yaz. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. 
The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description.